0: Welcome to the Commission Client Podcast. These are the real and raw stories of people that use their health success and struggles to better lead and serve others. If your goal of getting healthy is to have a static achievement, you will always come up short. Instead, find purpose in your health gains and be commissioned to better serve your purpose. I'm your guide and host, Dr. Kurt Perkins, introducing you to the real heroes in healthcare, the people just like you. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Commissioned podcast i always want to say committed but commissioned um and today we have josh and he's i don't know i put him in that same category as using your health for a bigger purpose and using it for something else opposed to just feeling well and um being braggy about it type of thing so
1: what's kind of your your health journey and story yeah kurt thanks for thanks for having me on i really appreciate it um so i've i've had some kind of like roller coastery. um a health journey I think uh, as a, a young kid and you know, I was kind of a, a, a normal kid and I eventually ended up pretty overweight as a teenager um, and that was that was kind of rough and then in my kind of mid-teens about 17 I decided hey I need to like get uh, in shape I wanted to play baseball you know and so did kind of the the standard just exercise and I grew six inches so that kind of wow. <laughs> that kind of helps um, with uh, shedding some of the, pu- the puppy fat that I that I had See, my mom would have said I stretched out <laughs> yeah I think you know uh, I just had a bunch of fuel for growth so that was that yeah was what I want to go uh, but then uh, so I and I was an athlete in high school at the end of high school and then in college played college baseball and was in relatively good shape but but not in the sense of I was real conscious of what I was eating I was basically ate whatever I want to and I'm running like four miles a day you know and so it was pretty easy to stay in what I would call pretty good shape yeah um, but after college you know I kind of um, fell into i got hurt hurt my um my leg and for and then yeah. had knee surgery and so for a long time wasn't able to do much physical activity and got um progressively you know more and more overweight to to the point where i was about 265 um as a you know 27 28 year old wow. guy um you know not not real cognizant of what i was eating you know i didn't exercise a ton didn't sleep very well <laughs> well like what didn't do any supplements or anything like that and uh there came a point in 2015, kind of the beginning of the year around Easter, where I was getting ready to do a worship service at the college where I do ministry and um, was had what I felt like was, you know, maybe it was a panic attack or it was something where my heart was beating really fast. I felt very dizzy. Um, I just didn't know what was happening. Um, I kind of like prayed through that and kind of calmed myself down. I was able to do my work. But then the next day I'm sitting drinking a cup of coffee and the same thing happens. Heart's beating real fast. I feel very dizzy, and I had to like go drive myself uh, unwisely to, to the <laughs> to the emergency room. And you know, they gave me um, some anti uh, antidepressants you know, or something like that. They thought it was just an anxiety kind of thing. Um, my blood pressure, yeah, yeah, my blood pressure was pretty high. But they just said, "Yeah, we think you're, you don't think you're having a heart attack or anything like that. Just here's some here's some meds. Go away." You know. Yeah. Um, and then after that you know, I, I, went to see a, a cardiologist that did a distress, stress echo. Um, and they said nothing was wrong. No one knew what was going on. Yeah. And so I'm at this point where I'm really frustrated because, and my wife is frustrated too, because, you know, I've gone to the emergency room twice, you know, and that's really, really expensive. Right. I've had this $6,000 echo, you know, that showed nothing was wrong. Yeah. But still I'm having these, these kind of like episodes where, um, my heart is beating in my, in my chest. I, I'm, I don't know what's happening. I feel very scared for my my health, and um, that was kind of like where I where I got to the point where okay, I have to do something different. So that was your breaking point. Yeah. Did you have kids at the time yet? Yeah, we had one. Okay. And I think probably you know not sleeping a lot, new new kid. Um, yeah. You know life is a little bit crazier than it was before, and maybe that contributed a little bit too to what was going on. So at that point, were you still like two sixty five or yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I had, or up that way. I had started um, like a three month weight loss challenge with my buddies like yeah. the beginning of the year and I was probably down down 20 pounds maybe okay um but mostly just like trying to exercise and change my change my diet a little bit um you know I'd cut some sugar I'd cut some some of the um the stuff that you know you know you're not supposed to supposed to eat right lots of carbs and things like that so
0: so that was kind of a big wake-up point point. Uh-huh. and then no real answers what was kind of your journey at that point where were you searching yeah
1: so i i had no idea what to do to be honest with you and thankfully uh, my wife Rochelle, she said hey we should look into some functional some, some functional medicine you know or some functional chiropractor some of those things and um, and we had you know she had done a little bit of work with a chiropractor in the city and then um, i had you know heard about you from our, our church and i said well let me, let's just go talk to kurt and see see what was going on and um you know, you were able to do your, your testing and things and help me discover kind of what was going on and that, you know, you recommend the dietary changes, the chiropractic work, the um, supplementation and all those things. And um, that that really transformed my, my health situation and, and uh, went from, you know, I was like two, probably 230, 240 or so when, when I came in and then I got actually all the way down um, to like 185 yeah over the course of, you know, like a year that I was doing... Um, service with you, um, realized that was a little bit too light, and so I started packing on a little bit more, uh, <laughs> a little bit more, um, you know, food and, and that kind of thing, and so, so you were a great help, um, another, I can't remember the, the doctor's name, but there was another doctor who had um, done a lot of, around, um, like, smoothies and how some of that kind of stuff, um, especially lots of greens and things like that was really helpful. For, like someone local
0: or was that more like a celebrity no, it a, doctor? Or like, it was like a celebrity doctor, okay. yeah.
1: A gal who had – she had MS or something and kind of helped cure her uh, MS a little bit with – Was um, that Terry Walls? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah Terry Walls. Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Great resource. Yeah, she was uh, – and that was a great help. Um, that's still a part of my, like, da- almost daily regimen is drinking, like, green smoothies and stuff. Okay.
0: So what does – nutrition from an athlete's perspective mm-hmm. like college baseball now look like to father of two yeah, and yeah, professional yeah. and pastor yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that
1: stuff so i don't eat almost anything i ate as a college student <laughs> um you know i'm i'm mostly like a paleo keto kind of uh, diet right now yeah versus then you know you go into the campus you know union building and you're eating pizzas and burgers and you know ice cream every every meal and, and yeah. stuff like that so um dramatic dramatic difference in in my my eating then versus versus now cool like the whole bottom of the food pyramid does not exist anymore yeah <laughs> basically the traditional one anyway yeah, yeah. so and what would be
0: i don't know kind of the biggest frustration with a traditional model mm. like of here's we don't know what's wrong here's like yeah. here's our canned answer here's an antidepressant you yeah. know, must be like yeah. something wrong in the head versus yeah. what you've actually done and
1: yeah like, i thought um I think just a lack of uh, curiosity maybe (laughs) about the problem you know I went to like I saw an ER doc I saw you know cardiologist saw a nurse practitioner and there's like no we don't know what's going on and they didn't offer you know any 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 tests that would help to kind of try to figure out some some of the metabolic stuff that you yeah you tested for Um, yeah there was just not really like a curiosity or or a a, maybe it's like a sense of patient care, you know, for for me. And so um, they just were like, well, we don't know what's going on. Here's maybe something that will help and call us in two weeks or if things get worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Like, well, okay. Um, so that was really frustrating. I think another frustration is like just the lack of general knowledge and information that's available. Like you have to really dig to try to find – um, resources that could that could help you when everything else won't yeah and and for me that's a that's a huge frustration because like well, I didn't know any of this stuff like I didn't know you know I shouldn't eat like lots of carbohydrates you know right. I had to read Dr. what's his name William Davis or something the um, wheat belly, the wheat belly guy, yeah yeah I had to read that book to say like I'm freaking killing myself yeah you know, by eating all this stuff it's like what am I why did no one tell me this is a problem you know um and, and just ways that you know, there's there are other ways to control blood pressure besides taking medication, you know. So I was on yep. blood pressure meds for like six months and then they've made me feel really bad so I stopped taking them. I said, well, i am just gonna lose some weight, you know, and <laughs> try yeah. to figure it out. Um and, and that's been, been great. My blood pressure would measure like one fifty over hundred at certain times. Yeah. And now, you know, it's like one eighteen over sixty five. Nice. You know, just changing diet, not taking yeah. medicine anymore or anything like that. Very so, cool. Yeah. So just yeah, it's a lack of information, a lack of of resources available for people who who want to be healthy and want to live like a good healthy life but can't
0: um did the traditional ever give you like the can you just need to lose weight type of thing or are they even
1: a- Yeah, that was part of it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which would which, which was not wrong, right? You know, in a lot of senses. I mean, that that has probably done a that that doing that has probably helped a, a more than anything. Um, but it was the how to do it and the way to do it that was going to be gotcha. like sustainable and effective like they just said well go lose some weight and like well what do I do? like yeah exercise eat better like okay you know like, that's <laughs> helpful thanks you know right A trained monkey knows that, <laughs> knows yeah. that but uh, but having the resources that you provided, those other resources that I talked about okay. like those those were really helpful in being able to uh, take control of my my weight and and get it to a sustainable place. I mean I, I'm between like 205 and, and 200. And have been for the last, like, eight months.
0: Yeah. And you're, like, that's your functioning, like, you're playing basketball while you're, like... Yeah, working out, playing basketball, living life. Cool. So you've lost the weight, and this is where the biggest issue with most people is, like, they do that part, but then they gain it back twice Mm. as fast as they lost it. Like, how have you... Like, what's the biggest thing you would think or say to people, like, this is how I've sustained it and maintained it type of thing?
1: Yeah. I would say, for me, it's... I've sustained it by doing the things that got got me there. Okay. Um, and and really, you know, I have, I still have a pretty high sensitivity to like carbohydrates and sh- sugar and things like that. Yeah. And so I can't eat those things. Okay. It's almost. I mean, it's been restricted to the sense of I I will feel terrible about like if I eat too much, you know, potatoes or starchy things or things that have like high sugar. Like it's just it's just detrimental to my like overall like life quality. Gotcha. And so having that has been helpful because. I just can't go back. Right. Um, and I don't want to, you know, there, there are some times like I miss some of the foods that I that I would eat before. But yeah. um, the great thing about today and as, as kind of culture is advancing is um, there's there's good substitutes, you know? Yeah. Um, for a lot of things. Right. Um, you know, there's low low sugar ice cream that make, they make with Stevia or, you know, something like that. I and mean, there's lots of things that you can do that can help replace some of those like comfort foods that people like. Yeah. Um, that are actually not going to, not going to kill you not going to help you put on you know 10 or 15 pounds over the holidays right and so you know just sticking sticking with the thing that got got me where I where I got to has been huge um the support of my family my wife especially has been probably the most um influential uh, aspect of this you know without her her influence and encouragement like it probably wouldn't have gotten on the train and I certainly would have gotten off (laughs) at some at some point so yeah the um, doing, yeah, doing what got, got me there and then my wife um, and the support from her and, and from other family members has been really good. So with
0: the initial weight loss, was it more your idea or was it your spouse saying, hey, you should
1: do XYZ? It was, it was more my idea. Okay yeah so I mean I even like organized it on Facebook. You did a Facebook group like hey, whoever wins gets hundred bucks you know or something like that. Yeah, um, no one ever paid because I, <laughs> I won, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, so wives take that as a lesson. like
0: it has to be the guy's idea amen (laughs) and then you just stand back and you just encourage and
1: pray yes be the lack of derivative term cheerleader yeah but i will say something my wife did that i really enjoyed is she she affirmed so as as a guy like she affirmed the the changes like the body changes and was very like complimentary you know was very like hey you're looking looking great you know (laughs) Um, and, and even, you know, some, so, some more provocative things I won't say on a podcast, yeah. you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, that was really, that's really encouraging, you know, when your, your spouse looks at you and they, they have that like kind of twinkle, you know, they, yeah. they see something that is, is attractive and appealing. And, um, that for me, you know, it's a, it was a great motivator too. Cause she never really saw you at
0: that weight before, did you? Like,
1: yeah. So I think about two, maybe like two twenty five was kind of where, when we started okay. dating yeah, um, but yeah, never in the like the low two hundreds gotcha. or high 190s. So
0: yeah, um, she whistles at me sometimes, which <laughs> I like.
1: <laughs> Did you
0: ever have like a like I want to give up moment?
1: <sighs> so I think at the very beginning of the the dramatic like dietary changes, um, I was really discouraged, you know, because it was such a huge change in terms of like what I ate. How much I got to eat, like, because I like to eat, and I still eat a ton as a you know right now, but um, yeah, I mean, I would get like food depression. (laughs) I don't know if that's a real thing, but just so discouraged that all all I couldn't like because of missing out. Yeah, missing out. Yeah, whether it was like a holiday or something like that. Because I've had other people like they eat something and then they get the depressive symptoms. No, no, that's more that I I can't I can't eat these things. I would I would love to I'd love to participate, but I just can't. And and then there was some, you know, like meals got stale for a little while because we didn't know what we could or could not really eat. Yeah. And so that that was a big like almost. I mean, I just this is I don't know if this is worth it because life life just I feel depressed because I can't um, enjoy something I really really enjoy, which was which was food. Yeah. So what
0: got you past that? Like, did you see like? a little bit of improvement you're like okay maybe something's
1: working or yeah. like yeah that was certainly part of it um you know just saying okay well i'm i'm seeing the the weight loss i'm actually feeling as good as i felt in you know two years yeah uh, physically um you know have more energy i'm able to you know i, I play basketball and i'm i'm actually like getting better and <laughs> able to run up and down the court a little bit better and you know the guys that i'm playing with they're saying man He'd gotten so much better since he first came out here. It's like, I know I was terrible when I first came out, <laughs> but uh but so yeah, those little encouragements um all through the the process were really helpful, all okay. right
0: now, like a different topic kind of with that since you're you're doing ministry on a campus mm-hmm. but also within a church, yeah where's the disconnect between the church and nutrition and Because sure. I mean, I grew up in the church and there's always cakes and cookies yeah, and yeah, yeah. like. Yeah. any reason for a potluck with casseroles like sure. yeah, yeah. That, like if you uh, don't have
1: an answer I don't know but like you know I, I mean I I don't want to in a sense be, be judgmental because I've walked the path you know before that and maybe, maybe that gives me some extra like incentive to talk about it but you know I heard this saying once it's like the 400 pound pastor has already preached his sermon you know yeah and, and that you know we talk about self control we talk about Holiness. We talk about our bodies being temples for the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's lots of things that we talk about, and, and health should should be a big part of, of what we, we do as as leaders, but also you know encourage our, our people. And, and I think there's a I think there's a growing movement of that in the church now. Like, I think over the last maybe five years, right. at least in the circles that I'm a part of, um, there's been much more talk about health, about rest, about like getting your whole kind of life um, in in order. Um, so that you can be as effective as you can be for the for the kingdom of, of God, and um, you know the pastors at, at our church at Vanguard, um, Alan and Kelly, and, and some of those guys. I mean, I think they model that pretty well. Um, but, but but I do think maybe culturally we we still have a you know we still have a potluck culture, and and we need um, I would say we need more information, more more people like you, Kurt, who are um, able to communicate like the importance of wellness and health in terms of a spiritual walk as well as not just a not just a physical one so yeah I think we, we're, we're behind the ball for sure but you think there is openness now i think in some right. in some camps yeah i mean i think we're kind
0: of isolated colorado springs we have like the most health food stores and the most yeah. churches so <laughs> i think like we can find all those things but yeah. i don't know yeah I, like i would like to see that as a cultural shift within because I think that would I don't know I think being an answered a lot of people's prayers without realizing it Yeah, they have, no, absolutely. like they can be a I don't know it's kind of a parable where the uh, the owner gave his three servants the money to go invest and two of them did really well and one didn't and yeah. he got squashed so <laughs> yeah
1: um, yeah
0: cool I mean like, yeah so I'm just curious about that because I've talk to others. And it seems like sometimes they're ready for it. Sometimes they're not. And yeah. I remember like years ago when I was in town, like, I mean, we have a ton of nonprofits and I'm like, Hey, let's do a talk and talk about holistic. Like, And that word holistic really like made them step back. And like, what is this like metaphysical memo? Yeah. I'm yeah. like, it's <laughs> not like, are you a witch doctor? <laughs> exactly. No, I'm not a witch like, doctor. So it's,
1: yeah. 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 I think that, uh, and a big part of it, it's just really hard. You know, like it's hard to change it's really hard for people to, to like get the new information and say okay like this this is how things actually actually are and I I have a responsibility in, so, in some ways as a Christian I would say you have a responsibility to do the best you can to take care of yourself and and I I'm not perfect at this and and I'm sure neither are you like I struggle like going to bed at night because I just stay up and watch you know Netflix or whatever <laughs> and I would you know 90% of people do stuff like that and um, so it's, I mean, it's a, it's a journey, but it's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to change. It's hard to make these dramatic changes in your health that, um, that, you know, will, will um, transform your life, but the the effort and the pain and the difficulty of it, like is, I think it's overwhelming for people sometimes. It, it was overwhelming for me at times to do it. Yeah. Um, and so whatever encouragement that we can give people, you know, that they're not alone in the journey, like it's, it's going to be worth it. I mean, that, that, I think that is, can be really helpful. Cool. Um,
0: so has any of your changes translated into like, like working with your college kids and all that or in the church at all, or just,
1: you know, I, I try to share my story as much as possible. Uh, and I think what I just said that it's hard is the, uh, <laughs> is probably a big part of the, the answer. You know, you talk to people and, who are struggling with health issues or have weight problems or, you know, they just have these things and you share and say, well, this is what I did. And then they say, well, I, I can't do that, you know? Or I don't want to do that, you know. Yeah. One friend I can think of particularly, he and his wife—they're both, they're great people, but they're both a little bit overweight. And you know, he was kind of sharing about wanting to be more healthy or get get better, you know, his health situation. And I shared my story and shared what I did, and he's like, "I ain't, we ain't doing that, <laughs> we ain't doing that." I'd almost rather hear
0: that, right, than someone say I can't do it. Yeah. Because like at least they're honest. Yeah. Like I don't want to. like, Okay. <laughs> okay like, you know. uh, fair, fair, fair enough. Yeah. Um. How about like how you guys are raising kids now? Like, if you didn't go through your changes, would you have been probably similar to like how you grew up or like standard American? Or I mean, your wife's pretty health conscious, so yeah. I don't know how much she would have let that.
1: Go no, she she probably would have put the put the kibosh <laughs> on any of that stuff. But uh, but I think you know we see we see it translate into our our son Jonah especially. It, it's funny you know he'll go to some place and he'll they'll get a snack and he'll say, "Is it gluten free?" I, like, I don't know, buddy, you know. But, uh, but I think you know we really try to you know have a this like happy meat, you know the things that we eat, or at least like in the same you know, health category, so we're not we're not doing a lot of you know processed sugars not a lot of you know the kind of you know not breaded chicken nugget. I mean we don't do that kind of that kind of stuff, yeah. typically, and so um, I, I think you know, and he's a he's a healthy little boy, he's big and strong and fast, and you know right, uh, so he's doing really well, you know but it it makes me sad now as I walk around and. We'll see families um, who have children who are overweight. Like one, it's just I just remember my own past yeah. and the fact that you know being an overweight kid like was a disadvantage. Like you get made fun of in school. Like yeah. you can't do some of the things you want to. Like there's a, a lot of barriers that like that puts in your way. Yep. And and maybe the culture's a little bit better now. Maybe we're not you know we're not fat shaming as much as we we did or, or whatever. I but don't know. I think little kids are still mean yeah, to each other. <laughs> I don't think it's ever gonna change. <laughs> yeah. But so that just makes me sad, and it's like you know, I have a responsibility to my son and to my other my new, my newborn son too to help them be as healthy as they can be and to give them as many advantages as they they could aff- be afforded in in life so that they don't have to deal with those kinds of things, um, and and so you know it just makes it makes me sad to see, and I wish there was something more I could I could do to help help with that. See, I think that's interesting you put that because I was
0: um, talking with a kind of colleague mine, and he's like. The biggest, uh, how'd you say it? Like, I don't know. Like the un- biggest unspoken advantage you can give your kid is like a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Like, like not more opportunities to do stuff or more stuff or those things. But if they can be healthy, then they have more resiliency factor, and they have more. And so, um, I think if parents looked at it more that way, they may make different decisions with with what they're doing with the kids. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. That's just my speculation. Yeah. Um, would have been like some unpredictable moments that potentially derailed progress or anything like that. <sighs> I mean, just
1: started a new business. So yeah. Like, yeah. So, so there's. Yeah, I mean, just the just the chaos, chaos of life. Um. I mean, I think right now, you know, we had a new a new son, and I'm I'm working pretty hard, and um, with both ministry and you know, business, I had two student meetings this morning like seven or eight o'clock, you know, before I came here. And, uh, and so, you know, coming home and being, being tired and just like wanting to chill and kind of decompress, but that can, that can obviously like go into, well, I was up till two o'clock last night, which I was stupidly, right? Right. And so I think there's lots of things, you know, that can, that can throw, throw off, throw you off your game and, and get you kind of stuck back in a, in a pattern that you don't want to be in. Um, and then just having the resilience and determination, to say, okay, well, I, you know, I didn't do well today. Well, tomorrow's a new day, and we'll we'll give it a shot again tomorrow. So, where does that
0: attitude come from? Like, I feel like a lot of people pay play victim mm-hmm. to their circumstance. Like, yeah. they have busy lives, yeah. and they'll play victim to that, opposed to like, oh, okay, like let's hit reset tomorrow yeah. instead.
1: Yeah. You know, I've been working on kind of self improvement for the last several months, about six months or so. And just reading a lot of stuff about mindset and, and things like that, and one of the things that I really, really liked was um, it was is a book called "The The Slight Edge" by a guy named I think it was Jeff Olson, but he just talks about how little, little positive decisions compound over time, and same thing with negative ones. You know, it can be positive or negative, and you see this kind of like small change, small change, exponential growth, small change, small change, exponential, like towards the towards the pit, right? Interesting. And and so for me, it was like well. Every day is, is an opportunity to, to get back on the positive like side of the ledger, yeah, and and to continue to do the the daily habits that are that are necessary to to have a good and productive productive life. Um, so that, that's part of it. And then the other kind of mindset thing is, um, you know, looking at challenges not as not as challenges but as opportunities to to grow. And so if it was a hard day, if it was a bad day. I didn't do what I wanted to do in terms of my whether it's my attitude towards my family or my you know, my spiritual walk with the Lord or with, you know, my business or whatever it would be, I can say, well, I have these challenges. These aren't challenges. These are opportunities for me to grow and to learn. And I think that's, that's been really helpful, um, to, to keep like the, the positive mindset and the, the right frame of reference to, to keep going forward.
0: So that's been more developed than like, I don't know, a default setting for you? Or uh, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Oh, <gotcha. laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I, you know, ne- never before, uh, maybe the last, you know, two years and, and i think i think that the health problems were a blessing yeah in some ways because they were a they were a crisis point for me where i had to say something has to change in my life yeah like i'm not where i want to be i'm not who i want to be i'm not how i want to be at all right and so that that crisis point actually spurred me to do something different with my life and it's it's culminating in more and more positive outcomes um, whether it's health or in business or with ministry or whatever it's been it's just these things have been compounding over the course of the last couple of years and I and my you know my wife would say well you 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 look much better you're, like you're much better looking than, than you were and she, she would say you know you're good looking before but you know she's the kind of the, the you know she would comment on that but she's more than that she says but you you become a better man like you become more you know, Christ-like, you've you've changed in really positive ways, and I attribute it all to that crisis point when I realized things need to be different. For yeah. Me.
0: It's interesting how people, yeah, take rock bottom and stay there, or something that, yeah. I wish I could figure out why. <laughs> I'm sure there's books out there. You said the slight edge that was yeah. one that. It was a short. Yeah, you. it's a short little book, but it, okay, yeah, it was good. I liked it. No, that's I've never read it, never heard of it, so that's a yeah. good resource to put in the bucket. Yeah. Um. I guess, kind of finishing up. Like, what would you say to people like that are at that crisis point, or they feel like they've hit bottom? Maybe they even haven't yet, but they're heading that direction. Like, how do you know when? I don't know. Like, how do you know to wake up? Or I
1: I I think you. I'm
0: not asking it very well. Yeah, I mean,
1: I I think I think you you know in some ways. Okay. When when you're at the the bottom. you, you know, it's that place of because you've seen it in like with spiritual walk, yeah. not just a health walk, yeah. but like any of those aspects of life. Like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think circumstances tell you a little bit. Okay, you know, I mean, for me, it was a it was a health issue. You know, that um, that kind of was the, the wake up moment. Yeah, you know, for some people, it's a it's a marriage issue. Maybe their marriage falls apart, and and that's the bottom of where they've they've been descending. You know, for a while, that's hell. You know, for, yeah. for them. You know, for some, maybe it's a, it's a, if they're in business, maybe it's a a business circumstance. Like we, um, we're, we're at the point of, we're not going to make it unless something changes, you know? And I, and I think that's, that's what people maybe have an intuition for is they, they know if, if they continue down the path that they're on, like it's only going to lead to destruction or maybe it just gets there. Right. Yeah. And, and so, um, if, if you're there, if that's, that's where you are, then the great thing about being there is there's one way to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know. There's one way to go. There's there's up right um, from from that point. And and I would say to to those people um you know, one like what have you got to lose to make a change in your whether it's your health or your marriage or your spirituality or whatever it would be. Yeah. Um because the only the only place that you can go is better. Um and then uh was it, what was there was more to that question. What was the gross of
0: that? I guess it's like how would you Encourage the discouraged, or yeah, yeah. give hope to the hopeless. Yeah,
1: um, you know, from a from a spiritual perspective, I would I would just want to encourage your listeners that they're they're not alone. You know, even if there's no one on the journey with them, if there's no one encouraging them, even if there's no one who's, who's giving them a rah rah and saying, "Hey, you're yeah. looking, you're looking better," or whatever. <laughs> um, the great thing, as as Christians, you know, we believe that that God is is with us, will so never leave us, or forsake us, and so the the ever um, that God's presence is with us in in all things, in, in good and in bad circumstances, is a great motivator for me. Yeah, because that just reminds me that you know even if even if everything looks bad, like I'm I have a father who loves me who's like cheering cheering me on, right. you know, who rejoices over me with singing, even in my my, my <laughs> like my most uh, you know horrible horrible state. And so i think say that would be one way to to keep hopeful is to know that there there is a living hope that people that you can have you can have access to in the person of Jesus. Um, but then also, I just want to encourage you that the people who are listening is like, your life will be better. You know, like that, that, is, that is a great encouragement to me is that things, things can get better for yeah. you um, if you can <clears throat> can embrace the, the challenge that's that's ahead of you. Um, and if you can find people who will encourage you, you can find resources that will inspire you to do it. You can find practitioners like you, Curtin, and, and others who would say, hey, I'm, I'm here to help you. Like we're here to, to help you reach this whatever this goal is or overcome this obstacle or whatever it is like there are people in the world who have your back yeah Uh, there are people who will take help take care of you and help help lead you to the place that you you want to go who'll disciple you in your like health or or whatever situation you're you're dealing with and and that's a great encouragement because um you can't do it alone you know you can't do really anything alone yeah. Um, I don't. I don't care what the you know the motivational <laughs> you know videos tell you or whatever. It's like you do it. You pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like no, that's a bunch of you know, a bunch of crap because we all need people to help us on on the yeah. journey. And th- and those people exist. And I think that's the thing that I would say to um, to those who are discouraged. It's like those people exist in your life right now who will encourage you and help you. Cool. Yeah. Um, very nice. So you're local here in the Colorado Springs area. Yep, yep. lived lived here for the last six years. Um, 2012 came right after the Wallow Canyon fire. Oh wow! So the city was a little little crispy when we got here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's been a, a great place to a great place to be. Cool. So you're helping out at
0: Vanguard Church, mm-hmm. Colorado College, yep. and then your real estate as well. Yep. I can't right. remember the name. It's Heart Realty. Heart Realty. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you guys can stalk them and. please do connect with them somehow (laughs) that way and um, yeah it's been awesome to have you and I know you got other meetings to go to so we'll we'll cut it short and get you on your your road
1: I appreciate it Kurt thanks for having me again
0: thanks for listening to the Commission Client Podcast if you found that hopeful inspiring or entertaining we would love some iTunes love and as all podcasters request, please subscribe to our show and your favorite podcast listening app. I'm Dr. Kurt Perkins, toasting you to a life of more health and less health care.